Rediscover the 80s, your retro news and talk station. Welcome to Memory Jogger, a podcast featuring the childhood tales of two friends who grew up in central Pennsylvania during the 1980s and early 90s. This is Jason. And this is Wyatt. Jason and I have known each other since the fourth grade, and this podcast dives deep into our memory banks to extract what we can remember during our formative years. And while our perspective can be regional, we also touch on pop culture that is sure to translate to other Gen Xers. Join us as we jog down memory lane in this episode of Memory Jogger. Welcome back to Memory Jogger, right here on the Rediscover the 80s podcast station. Jason here, and of course, Wyatt is with me. I am here. Thank you for listening, and hope you're enjoying running down memory lane like we love to do. How about you? I definitely enjoyed it as well. I enjoy looking at the past, and we uh, are sponsored this week by something that you can uh, look through and uh, see the past, and that is Retro Viewer. Now, RetroViewer, for those of you who may not remember, why you might remember those little viewers with the little white discs that you popped in and you click the little thing on the side and you hold it up to the light and they had little reels for He-Man, Knight Rider, you know, the whole nine back in the day. And those are just such a part of my childhood, clicking through those little reels each time. And what RetroViewer does It has brought everything full circle now. So you can do a custom retro viewer and make your own reels, upload your own pictures. And I have actually done that. Our uh, retro viewers are on the way, Wyatt, because what I did was I went back and over the last several years, as we've been going to RetroCon, we typically take a picture with each other. So I've made a uh, RetroCon highlight reel, (laughs) essentially. And... uh, gotten a couple made so i'm going to keep one i'm going to send one to you for christmas as a little present but this is great what you can do now using our code which is rd80s go over to retro viewer we're going to have a link in the show notes click on over and if you punch in rd80s at the checkout you will get free shipping and that is on a customized reel and a customized viewer so you get to choose your color Upload your pictures, get it made into a reel, punch in RD80s, and you get free shipping. Now, if you want to order more than one, like I did, you'll get $6.25 off your order. So they'll give you a little cut towards uh, a larger order. But the main order, which is just one viewer, one reel, will give you free shipping if you use RD80s. So, And that link is in the show notes. And we do appreciate RetroViewer for coming on board with us and a sponsoring memory jogger. I think it's a really good fit as far as a, uh, you, you know, sometimes you hear these shows that have a, a sponsor that's kind of out of left field. And we want to have sponsors that we can really get behind and appreciate their products. So this is definitely one of them. So hopefully you guys will check it out this week, but uh, on to memory jogger now. And we decided uh, just talking back and forth this week, why instead of doing a, a random episode and getting out the, Dusting off the randomizer. It's Thanksgiving week. So why not talk about Thanksgiving? Do some Thanksgiving memories. Sounds great. And that's what we did suggest to each other as we looked around our headlines. We typically do a little conjuring up, rather, what should we talk about? And typically it is the randomizer. But now and then we're like, hey, you know, a holiday or, or some kind of special event like when we went home. 
hey, you know what? Well, I'll just skip the randomizer and just talk about something that's coming up. And for this <laughs> episode, obviously, it's not a random topic. It's Memory Jogger Thanksgiving. Right, so we right. Thought we would try to relive Thanksgiving and regale some of our highlights from our events, our, yeah. our days. So what was it like for you, Jason? Well, lots of time in the car. <laughs> we typically uh, went to my grandparents' in Countersport, which was about two hours drive from uh, Kerwinsville or Clearfield, depending on what era I was, you know, what age I was and where we were living. So about two hours in the car, we always pretty much always went to my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving. I think a few times they came down, but my mom was not the biggest of cooks and to cook up a Thanksgiving dinner, I would have to guess was pretty intimidating to her because I spent most of my life cooking in the microwave, <laughs> especially in high school. Uh, and she was the, a hardworking lady. So not a lot of time. Uh, and with my parents divorced, she didn't really typically cook big meals since it was just us. So yeah, going there, that was always fun to uh, visit them. I usually went up there like on Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July for our family reunion. And, uh, you know, a couple other times during the year, during the summer and, and things, uh, mainly on the weekends. So this was definitely one of those times that we'd go up there and just uh, sometimes visit with other, you know, my uncles and aunts and cousins at their houses as well as we were up there. But uh, I don't think we had like everybody come over, but occasionally we'd have other people with us you know, for Thanksgiving dinner. But that was my main memory as a kid being in the car, getting there and eating lots of turkey. (laughs) What about you? So for me, we didn't have much of a drive uh, at most, maybe 20 minutes to go to my grandparents. It all, it Mm -hmm. seemed to be a split one year. I'd be at my grandparents. The next year it would be at our house. It depended on who was coming in. Mm -hmm. I don't know the rhyme or reason if if it was the bigger family i somehow think when it was the bigger family we would be up at my grandparents house our homes were about equally sized i think mm-hmm. but somehow i remember us a bigger to do was up there for some reason but i say up it's actually south of us um <laughs> it's everything's up in pennsylvania it doesn't matter if it's 500 miles down south like yeah. florida Oh, we're going to go up to Orlando this weekend, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a Pennsylvania thing for sure. So uh, nonetheless, we would take turns, like I said, back and forth. The oddity that I remember that still sticks out in my head, primarily at my mom's house, the dishes. My mom was all about trying to be fancy. And she had these emerald green, almost clear dishes Mm -hmm. and they had this little tiny bevel on the one side that would be for a i don't remember if it had a dish or a a matching dish but it was a it looked like a placeholder for what would be a maybe a little tiny sauce bowl or a butter bowl of some sort that might be an inch you know diameter but i remember that was that's the quirk of all the things i remember sticking out of all things that was that place setting seemed to be where the dishes rather was what mm-hmm. I remember the most. Now, what, what's your experience like nowadays for Thanksgiving? Well, it seems to be morphing 
I would say for the first few years up until uh, the last three, including this year, we did something at home here. I don't think we've actually traveled out. Uh, I don't think we even traveled up home. I, I take that back. We traveled once up home. My dad, for some years, they would do a big, huge reunion for the family on that side with my stepmom. Mm-hmm. We, big enough that they would run out the church, the fellowship hall. Wow. Yeah. Uh, It was easier because it was starting to get crowded in in our house growing up. (laughs) Uh, We'd have picnic tables and everything in every room. And we're like, okay, I can't even get past anybody with my plate. Um, The kid's table. Did you have a kid's table? Yeah. Well, well, at my dad's, it was quirky. We had this rectangle table. And before they redid the kitchen, we had a kind of like a breakfast bar in there. Mm-hmm. So the the entire kitchen was nothing but the buffet. So you had food nice. lined up, you know, on on a countertop and another countertop, and then the the bar type top. And then we had the like I said, the bigger table, the real dining room table would be pulled out. The leaf is in it. We would bring up a legit picnic table up from the basement with the benches. It'd be sitting up there. Then there would be the small car table like thing. Um, <laughs> Just We'd have any, sub- anything you could find, right? That's exactly yeah. it. We had, um, there was one year we actually had a, a door, a legit, you know, 30, 32 inch door, wide door. You put a tabletop on it. You didn't know what it was, but I'm like, I'm feeling these grooves. And that's when I discovered <laughs> it was a door. And I didn't even, I missed the, <laughs> I missed hauling up the door part. Um, but fast forward with my immediate family, like I said, we, Primarily did it here. My parents would drive down from Pennsylvania. My dad and stepmom would come down. We'd do Thanksgiving down here. COVID hit. Uh, so we didn't do Thanksgiving except with the, the neighbors immediately uh, next mm-hmm. to us. They're like family to us. And they brought their food and so forth. We had our food. They're vegans. Uh, at least part of the family is vegan. So they brought their equivalent of food. Actually, there's good. Their food's actually pretty good. Um, some uh, tofurkey. Oh, uh, I did see some of that. They had <laughs> they had uh, the equivalent of mac and cheese. Uh, I don't know what it was made of, oh, but it, it 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 pretty dang close. I I will have to admit, pretty dang close. Oh wow! Okay, no aftertaste or nothing, so it wasn't funky. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, and I'm not trying to necessarily diss on people that no, are vegan, no. but. It would be difficult for me to go all vegan around yeah. Thanksgiving, just with everything that I enjoy. Right. Then the last three years, it has actually been, we don't even do Thanksgiving anymore. We have found the niche that is taking the kids and we do family vacation down in Disney World. We've just happened to move it up around Thanksgiving to beat the travel rush by leaving a day or two before getting in place. It seems probably an optical illusion but it seems less crowded around those that thanksgiving week until the weekend and then of course it's like you know worse than black friday going on Um, (laughs) we'll get to that yeah so fast forward (laughs) i'm done with my 10 minute spiel how was how was yours right now i've actually been at disney we went uh when the boys were younger jameson was just probably two or three so jackson around five or six ish. We were invited down. We stayed with the friends of ours and went to Disney. I think it was black Friday. 
and it was cold, man. Like we we mm-hmm. only brought shorts and, you know, we didn't bring any jackets or anything. And man, we just froze our butts off that uh, particular weekend. And this was, gosh, I don't know, more than a decade ago. But uh, so we have done that and it did seem less crowded to me than uh, other times that I've been at Disney. So, yeah, I, I can see why this weekend might be uh, singled out. Uh, for us, you know, just as uh, I got married and having kids were a lot at uh, my wife's uh, family's houses. And uh, last couple of years, we've been at my sister-in-law's house who they have this huge long table to fit everybody, which is really nice. And, uh, you know, just kind of learned their traditions. They had one little awkward tradition at thanksgiving where each person was dealt like three or four pieces of candy corn and they would go around the table and for every piece of candy corn you had you had to be you had to say something you were thankful for and i hate being put on the spot and early on i didn't know you know what to say it just became really awkward and uh now i just associate candy corn with that stupid tradition nice and so i'm like uh, candy corn. I'm not thankful for candy corn, whatever, you know, anyway, we have not done that in quite a while. So that tradition has died, I guess, mainly thanks to me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So we, with my parents uh, being so far away, it's been forever since I had Thanksgiving at home. And there's been a couple of years when my dad and stepmom have traveled down and been here for Thanksgiving. We've had dinner with them. And uh, we just typically now with my wife's family go over to their house. We've done it at our house a couple of times. And now with my sister-in-law having the, the bigger house and the, the bigger table, it's a lot more fun to do it over there. But we actually are doing it here this year because they'll be out of town. So it'll be fun. Now, let's get on to the good stuff here. Maybe some favorite foods that typically you only eat around Thanksgiving. We're in the habit of doing both turkey and ham. Uh, oh, yeah. We, even growing up, is it usually had both. I think only a few handful times that do I remember we did one versus both. Uh, hmm. But we would have, it would be a smaller thing. It wouldn't be like, especially like Julie and I and, and, and our <laughs> kids, we'd have a smaller bird. We wouldn't go out and get the, you know, go find the 50 pound one that everybody <laughs> wants to find. <laughs> we go find a small, you know, the 11 or 12 pound, which seems to be the only smallest we could find. And we've come to like the honey baked ham. Oh. Yep. And we found a niche with that because we go to Costco. I'm not advertising for them, but I'm picking out the deals. <laughs> so we would go to Costco, buy the $100 cards for 80 bucks. <laughs> and then we would go and purposely go look for the coupons because they would hit around that time frame too. And it'd be like $10 off or some deal would come out. Nice. So we would milk these $100 cards out and get, you know, whatever the small ham, whatever it would be. Like five pound or something. Yeah. One yeah. of the smaller bags, you know, we get one of the smaller things and it probably ends up being $40, $35. I don't know. And then we throw the coupon down, you know, like it makes it maybe 25 bucks. Then we throw the card that we got for a deal from Costco yeah. and we just milk it because we <laughs> use those cards 
we used those cards for about two years. The last uh, time we pulled this card, this trick off, uh-huh. pulling this game of coupons and so forth. So that's how, <laughs> so it's not, we're put, not paying $50 for this thinking, you know, right. Super right. expensive ham. To, we found the bargain. <laughs> trying to, to justify it. Yeah. Good job. Good job. So, and then we end up freezing anyway. And this seems to be the only ham that uh, one of my boys is, he's pretty picky and he seems to like this the best. So mm-hmm. we will freeze portions of it and we'll, again, we'll, eat it up throughout the year nice that's one of the big i'll call it the main dishes how about you what's your favorite main dish yeah so just going back to a kid i've always been a huge pumpkin pie fan and that's typically the only time i remember getting pumpkin pie throughout the year maybe a a second one once fall hits you know and everybody gets in that kind of uh, spirit of pumpkin spice and all that now I'll get another pie, but yeah. So like even uh, last week for my birthday, I typically get something other than cake because my daughter's birthday is the day after mine and we always do a cake for her. So I'm always requesting like a peach cobbler or cherry pie or something. This time I went for pumpkin pie and had pumpkin pie for breakfast the other morning. So (laughs) just, uh, yeah, I love pumpkin pie. So that's definitely high up on the list. I don't go for the dessert first, but I always have to have a pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. But uh, just a few years ago, maybe about five or so, I smoked my first turkey. I did one for us. We had a big potluck dinner at the church, and I did one for them as well. It turned out really good in the smoker. And it, we had to get the uh, smaller size bird too, because I don't have a huge smoker and get one of them big drip pans, you know, the, the foil drip pans to put it in. Oh my gosh. So good. So flavorful. I just love the smoke mm. to uh, smoke meat. I, and uh, I have not, we're not planning to do one that way this year, but that's always been my favorite way to do a turkey. I, it's been these. 25 years ago, I dabbled with a smoker, but the, the charcoal wood, you know, the, the mm-hmm. chimney looking smoker mm-hmm. uh, when it was kind of the heyday, I experimented with one and I got a recipe from someone. They would put wedges, but without the skin of um, orange, mm-hmm. I think it was a clove, maybe two cloves of garlic water. Uh, we put this in a, like a, a a loaf tin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think about mid rack for it to really just do that. And then uh, to, to, I jokingly called it upper vest, which is not the right term, but to, to try to <laughs> so, sweat so, it into yeah, the, yeah. And then uh, I started playing with the injectables, which I didn't like because it would either I wasn't doing it right or I just find a pocket and just only jab like a pull, uh-huh. uh, like a puddle of the stuff and it wouldn't like <laughs> go all over. But I finally got it kind of down pat before I, I PCS moved. But I would do all this, and then I'd make this kind of like a, a light basting compound that's much, very similar to what I just had in the pan. I would mm-hmm. have just a little bit of orange juice, well, squeezed orange, a little bit of garlic. I think I'd used onion too. Mm-hmm. A little bit of salt and pepper. And I used, was it olive oil? It's been so long. I don't remember my own recipe. But anyway, I would baste it on the turkey as it smoked. 
Mm. And, you know, every couple hours, I can't remember how long I let it smoke, but it was a while. Every couple hours, I'd go back out and rebaste it with this stuff. Sure. And I loved it. It was a real good combination. I finally had like the mix right. So you <laughs> tasted the orange-ish, but it wasn't overpowering by any means. It was just a, like a, a hint of orange. Right. And yeah. it really mixed well with the flavoring. And I think the, the sweating or the, the moisture of that combination that I had going. We had wood chips. I can't remember what which one. It's been so long. I want to say it was mesquite, but anyway, it was smoking. It was doing its thing. And I only did that maybe three times, moved. I don't even know where I left that at. <laughs> uh, the smoker that is it. I think it got lost in transit, but yeah. as far as favorite foods, I don't know that I had one favorite food come thanksgiving i was always looking out for the the whole thing and i was oh yeah somewhat smart even as a kid you know i you know i get one or two little spoonfuls of something so that i had a chance to get everything right right because you wanted to i could easily have just gorged myself on stuffing alone and called it good (laughs) yeah it's all about the sides though you gotta portion yourself so you're not overdoing it on one right i'm the same way And I got into this niche. My grandmother, I think it was my grandmother, taught me this. It was not an everyday or every setting, but she would do cream corn for Mm. one of the dishes. And on occasion, I would notice that she would do, you know, how you put the little, uh, you get your mashed potatoes, you put a little bowl or, you know, volcano looking thing. Right, right. Well, she put cream corn in, not gravy. Uh, Oh, so I tried that and that's actually a pretty <laughs> sweet, no pun intended, but a sweet little twist to the, to the, you know, your compound. Right. And yeah. I loved it, but I didn't do it all the time. I'm like, but I like the gravy too. So it'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, one Thanksgiving or one holiday or whatever we do. I'd try I'd do the, cream course. the next yeah. one, it would be the gravy. And then I'd flip it again. Interesting. Um, yeah. Eyes. It all varied. Whatever happened for the day or the, for the event is what we would have. If I went to my dad's, you never knew what we were going to get. Cause it was kind of a buffet. Everybody brings their own stuff. Right. Um, so on occasion we would get the, the strawberry rhubarb. Most of the time it was this, I call it the staples, the apple, pecan, the pumpkin, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a cherry or blueberry, but it was the staples growing up younger with my grandparents and so forth. It was one of three. On occasion, there might be two of the three, but you get the apple or and or pumpkin and or pecan. And I always favored the apple because my mom, my grandmother rather would always make it fresh. I think she made mm. all this fresh, to be honest. The apple, I specifically remember seeing her do the pastry to make the stripe, the lattice looking thing. Oh, wow. And to, you know, I'd see her sprinkle on the cinnamon on top and the little, she'd, hand sprinkle this like a little layer dusting rather of sugar on top of the apple and and then that's when she would throw it in the oven and i'm like dude that's right there (laughs) but i I would i would watch i don't know if i learned some of my cooking from watching but i loved watching how the stuff worked i just never watched a recipe very well you know Well, I think I did the same thing too with my grandmothers. I love watching them cook and how they made things and just curious. You're curious how you get it from the kitchen to the table. And uh, they all had their, and I'm sure people listening have quirky little 
dishes that their family mm-hmm. is known for and the mothers and grandmothers have cooked over the years. Was there a quirky dish in your not, Thanksgiving foods? Not until just in since I've been married. I don't remember too many quirky dishes as a kid. I always just look forward to the turkey and the cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce, it doesn't matter if it has the whole cranberries in there or if it's just the the can and mold <laughs> that you get either way, the jellied, I, th- I guess it's called or whatever. I love cranberry with the Turkey. And that was usually the only time I got it throughout the year, but my wife's family has a couple of dishes that we've grown to love for Thanksgiving. That's typically the only time we get them. One is something we call corn floof, which is not necessarily corn bread and not like a cream corn. It's like some, it's like in the middle where you get some breading in there, but it's a lot more softer and it's usually the first thing gone. So you got to get your corn flu for, if you wait, you're not probably not going to get any. <laughs> the other thing is I could not stand Brussels sprouts all of my life. And anytime would anyone would put any of those near me, I would just know that, that was not happening. But my sister-in-law has this recipe with Brussels sprouts. She chops them in half and she sautés them with cranberries. And uh, I guess she does it maybe in olive oil or something. It's almost like grilling them. And then she throws in crispy bacon with it. Oh, gosh, it is so good. I cannot wait for that every year. And I request it, specifically requested every Thanksgiving. You've got to make Brussels sprouts. And I never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth, but they have, and it's really, really good. And then we, you know, we always get the traditional sides too, mashed potatoes. I'm like you with the stuffing. I will request stuffing throughout the year. I hardly ever get it just for a little change of pace, you know, with mm-hmm. mashed potatoes or something. And give, just give me some stovetop, man. I'm, I'm, I love stuffing. <laughs> But uh, typically only get it around around Thanksgiving. So that's another thing. But, you know, thou I like to get up a little bit early on Thanksgiving and we'll either put like cinnamon rolls or I last few years I've been doing sausage balls in the morning for breakfast just so people have a little something extra because we typically have my uh, my other sister-in-law will visit with us and. Uh, she, with her being here and other family, I'm like, yeah, it's all about the snacking. Got to have some like hors d'oeuvres out there stuff too, you know, throughout the day that people can come back to cheese balls and, you know, those type of things where you can, uh, just dip and snack throughout the day until the big meal gets here, keep you tied over, you know? <laughs> right. So to answer my question of any quirks, what are the things I did uh, I still do it. My wife will almost slap me now if she catches me is if we're making mashed potatoes, like from the raw, you know, legit, uh-huh. get, you know, peeling the potatoes, boiling them and whatever. I will eat slices of the potatoes raw as I'm slicing <laughs> them up. The little oh, crunch, no. the little quirk of that. I, man, I, I learned it. I think from my dad, I think that's how, where I learned it from. And, Man, I'll just sit there and snack on probably the equal, <laughs> the equal of a potato or two, and my wife just thinks that's the most gnarly thing. <laughs> now I'm laughing because my dad 
did that and tried to get me to do that over the years. Not necessarily even just slices, but he'll take a salt shaker, salt it up, yep. and take yep. a bite. I'm like, this That's is me. not uh, an apple. This is not. You can't. You can't do that. Well, he did it, and that one just never rubbed off on me. I, you know, obviously, I like potato chips. I like potatoes in all fashions and forms, just not raw. So, now see, I it would be slices, and I'd. Sprinkle some salt on it, and oh man, that's just <laughs> some good old stuff. And the other thing, my wife thinks this is another oddity, but I actually just love it. Uh, my grandmother specifically did this. We would you're talking about having appetizers and so forth. Mm-hmm. So every event didn't matter if it was Thanksgiving or not. She had some kind of hors d'oeuvre canopies out, and they were simple. They were Spanish olives. Uh, these little tiny, maybe two inch long bread and butter pickles, mm-hmm. uh, stocking pickles. And then the oddity of this all is she would make up these celery and cream cheese. You know, people like to put peanut butter in between. Mm-hmm. She did cream cheese. Hmm. And I I would gobble those things up like no tomorrow. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. The other one I forgot. I don't know how I forgot this. She made the best cheesecake. Uh, and people always argue that their grandmother did, or mother made the best of something. Mm-hmm. Hers was this cheesecake that had, I mean, I could probably use it to mortar a house. I mean, it was so thick. <laughs> uh, um, but I loved it. And my, I remember my mom, uh, I didn't realize how novel my mom was about creating or trying to replicate foods. Mm-hmm. And shortly after we moved to Frenchville, she was trying to, repli- trying to replicate this cheesecake. And I, she said, hey, your grandmother stopped by. And here's, here's the, the, you know, she dropped off the cheesecake for you. And I'm like, okay. So I take a taste. And I'm like, no, that's not it. So you lied because grandma didn't come by. <laughs> she was trying was, to trick you. Huh? Oh, yeah. Third time she found the recipe. And it's because my grandmother was all tight-lipped about recipes. She oh. never knew. She never let anybody know her recipe. And it, <laughs> I think if I would have asked her, I didn't even think about it. But I, I think I, as the grandson, could have asked her and got it. Yeah. But um, anyway, fast forward. She found the the recipe. It was all pretty thick. I mean, she said, oh, you don't realize how much cream cheese goes into that mix. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the good stuff. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's cool. some of the favorites. Uh, we're really consuming our time here with what we remember yeah. about just the meal itself. <laughs> Did you do anything else besides the meal? Not uh, too much. We'll get into a couple things here going back in time and what how we celebrated Thanksgiving. One thing that I wanted to ask you, because I know at least at one point you guys were huge Black Friday people, but you know Black Friday... Probably started before the 80s, but there was a couple moments in the 80s, like with the Cabbage Patch Kick dolls mm-hmm. and even I think the Elmo. following, well, Elmo, that I don't know if that was 80s, might have been early 90s, but uh, another one was Transformers. I think that was like the year after Cabbage Patch Kids. That was a, a big hot ticket item in Teddy Ruxpin. You know, there's several toys in the 80s that had people on Black Friday just going crazy. But I never remember doing the Black Friday thing 
until later in life, like after we were married. So like in the two thousands era when we would actually go out, but I haven't done that for years and years and years. Most of my stuff, either I'm doing online looking for stuff. I'm not going to the store. I have forbid anybody from this house to go shopping on Thanksgiving evening, (laughs) (laughs) just for the, the purpose of, you know, keeping Thanksgiving what it is. We did have a tradition for the longest time since we were married and had kids and my sister-in-law would come down and visit of doing a movie, going to the theater on Thanksgiving evening. And we've, you know, they typically release an animated movie around Thanksgiving time. So we always had a movie to watch and we would try to go out and, and watch a movie going all the way back to like elf. I remember seeing that in the theater, some of those other like tangled and, uh, one of the newer ones was the the ones with the turkey. <laughs> what what the heck is that one? Uh, Free Birds, you know things like that. Some of the Disney Pixar movies were released around Thanksgiving. I think some of the Toy Stories. So that was a tradition we had. So that was okay. But I just I don't know. Black Friday should be done on Friday. Let all the crazies out early Friday morning. Just don't invade my. Thanksgiving evening <laughs> with your crazy shopping. But uh, what about you? Have you done Black Friday much over the years? Yes, Black Friday is of late. Uh, last few years since I met my wife, we've done a Black Friday. Before that, I watched a lot of that on TV, and that was enough to keep me. <laughs> keep you out of the stores. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't want to be anywhere near town. I mean, I, there's no sense if I was going to get mobbed by, you know, <laughs> half of Clearfield County, but I know that they had sales. I knew they existed. I should have known or read more into it, but I'm like, it can't be that worthwhile in my childhood mind anyway, to mm-hmm. go rampage around to save 10 bucks on whatever. Now I wasn't a parent. So now being a parent seeing the deals, I'm like, Oh geez, this was a deal. I should have went <laughs> You know, at least some of them could have been a bargain. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, like I said, we've done the Black Friday. I, I'm like you. I don't agree with opening up when there was a contest. It seemed like someone one year would be, you know, one department store would open up an hour before the next one. And the next yeah. year was another one. Another one yeah. Another. Had to and compete. finally it came to a head where people, we made, you know, the customers made a big deal and said, uh, no, leave Thanksgiving alone. So it finally worked. At least it seems to have worked for quite some time. Right. Now we've really haven't gone out the last two years, I think. Maybe it's because of COVID. But we've we do everything on online. Let yeah. the store ship it to us and not have to deal with people. I mean, right, that's the best right. thing. I and my wife is all about anything online. I'm all about working overtime to try to pay for everything online. <laughs> That's but, good. Yeah. I, it used to be an event and sometimes a family event for people to, you know, grab your siblings, grab whoever, and uh, let's go out and get some, especially if you need like electronics, like a new TV or something, you could always find deals, a lot better deals on Black Friday. And I get that, but just go out to 
say, Hey, I got up at three in the morning to get in line to buy whatever, you know, latest thing. Eh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll wait and, um, you know, buy it for $10 more online the next day or cyber Monday, whatever. You right. Know? Right. And so. like I said, I, I don't need anything. My wife knows all about what kids want and all that. So <laughs> she does all that for me. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit farther then. Let's go back to uh, our childhood again and yeah. give, me, give me some memories of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because that was always a big deal to me as a the kid. Parades, was it for you? The parades early were. My mom loved watching to see what the costumes were like. She was, I would call her a, a seamstress of some sort. She did. She would sew and do all that kind of thing. So she found the fascination in how people made the costumes and the floats and mm-hmm. how it was all decorated. It was cool for a while, but I lost some of that. I don't know that the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was my teenage years. I just don't know what triggered it, but I lost a lot of the momentum off the the Macy's parade. I I just couldn't sit down and watch it for a, a long anymore. It was just, mm-hmm. like I said, I lost interest. How about you? What was it like yeah. for you? Were you more intrigued, I hope? I was definitely intrigued with it as a kid. Obviously, you want to see your favorite characters, see the floats they were on. You know, some of the big ones from the 80s is there was an awesome Masters of the Universe float they had for a couple years. And Marvel superheroes. I posted a video up on a, the Rediscover the 80s channel several years ago, and that always gets a lot of hits around Thanksgiving, uh, mainly for the uh, calling out the wrong characters for Marvel. Uh, I think they say Wonder Woman, which Wonder Woman was DC. But anyway, just seeing those floats, I wasn't too big on the little numbers that they would do, like this, the uh, singing Broadway numbers mm-hmm. and stuff that they always incorporated. I did like seeing the bands. The big thing for me was the balloons, seeing all the balloons going down between the buildings and all the characters. And there's always a, you know the newest one, just new for this year. And then they'd have the classic ones like Snoopy and garfield you know and there's a few moments i remember during the parades like when uh alf hosted some one year and here comes the garfield balloon there was a lot of cack jokes being (laughs) said at the time you know with alf and uh i don't know little quirky things like that i think the parade again a lot of it was tied around like the people that always brought it like Willard Scott, Willard Mm -hmm. Scott was always one of them. And Al Roker has kind of taken that role as well now in the modern times, but those people you can tell enjoyed that event every year and how they just uh, love being there, love being in the cold weather and seeing all the balloons and bringing all the joy to the little kids faces. You know, that's always one of those things I've, would have loved to be there for at least one parade in my lifetime as it's going through New York city, you know? So yeah, I got a lot of enjoyment around about the parades. I've tried to pass that along. I've never really, my interest in them has never really feigned except for they are seemingly a lot longer now (laughs) and a lot less characters and things that even my kids are into 
to sit there and watch and wait for a certain balloon or something. But yeah, just they, I, I tried to pass that along, but they're not interested at all in, in watching those. So it's kind of waned over the years as far as how long we watch it on Thanksgiving. We'll pop it on. Usually you're out in the kitchen cooking or something, you know, and you can hear some things and you'll catch a little bit of it here and there. But uh, it's gotten even less than that, I think, over the last several years. So uh, now what about Thanksgiving like specials? There's a few out there that we have to watch each year and even episodes of television shows. Any particular ones stick out to you? The only ones that really stick out, I, I missed a lot of stuff. I've looked on some of the lists. I did a search here just a little bit ago. Uh-huh. The only one that I had to watch as a kid, I watched like the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, Garfield Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I think that was all that I was one, all that I was allowed to watch at that young age. And two, that I don't think there was anything more popular at the time. Now, as I got into my teenage years, I playing trains, automobiles, that was like a, it had to be played around oh, yeah. that time. Yeah. It wasn't until I was a young adult that I discovered grumpy old men. So I, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a, it doesn't matter if it's that Thanksgiving is, or not. I love that show. Yeah. It is around Thanksgiving, I think. Right. It is based around. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I'll watch it at, you know, doesn't matter what time I love the <laughs> guys. Uh, you bought, you are on, you know, that yeah. thing. How about you? What sticks out as, a, especially as a kid? Yeah. I remember, of course, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is a big one. I do enjoy that. We have watched it this year already. The uh, the Mayflower Voyagers, which was uh, more or less the the story, the Pilgrim story with the Charlie Brown characters. I think we watched that actually in school a couple years. I remember, but not too much outside of that. The, the Thanksgiving episode is more, uh, I don't know, more <laughs> beloved or more entertaining than the whole pilgrim's journey. I hate to say it, but as far as Charlie Brown goes, I, I love the Thanksgiving episode and then Garfield Thanksgiving. I'm not sure when that came about. It was probably in the later eighties and that one's another fun one. We've watched that twice already this year and uh, where John invites his uh, date over and he doesn't know how to cook and the grandmother shows up and takes over and helps him out. You know, it's a fun episode. The other one that's big among a lot of people that I know, not so much for me, it's not like a a must watch, but it's the Turkey drop episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. Do you, are you familiar with that? I know of it. And again, it's one of those shows. I really want to go back and I just haven't made the the effort to go watch (laughs) WKRP, but I want to, especially be. There's many things, re- reasons, but I want to know about the turkey drop, except because I've seen the little, the little cuts of it. Yeah, and oh, it's, why they're just dropping out of the sky right now? <laughs> right, yeah, that was the whole thing. It just kind of leads up to that moment, but they're, it's like a giveaway. They're giving away turkeys and they're dropping them from a helicopter, I think, or something. And of course, it's just frozen <laughs> boulders coming at people and the description there given on the radio. So I know a lot of people that get a chuckle out of that one, but yeah, you hit on a, a couple big ones there. Well, I always forget the grumpy old men is set around Thanksgiving, but planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. I always 
I have to wait and and watch that kind of this week leading up to Thanksgiving. Such a great movie. I would say probably in my top five movies of all time easily. Just uh, so much to be said about it. But that whole motivation, you know, of course, the whole journey that they go through is trying to get home for Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. And I think we've all can relate in some form or fashion over the years of trying to get home during the holidays, Thanksgiving or Christmas, and you're just, everything is going wrong and you can't quite get home. This is a little bit more exaggerated, of course, but just such a fun movie with Steve Martin and uh, John Candy. The other one that I have not watched a lot of over the years, just because I never owned a copy and it's been few and far between to find on streaming and really there hasn't been much, you know, uh, over the years and as far as watching on cable and things. And that is Dutch with Ed O'Neill. And I should have watched him. I'm a big fan of him, but I never have watched that. I'll send you a a link. Wink, wink. Um, (laughs) I may or may not have a copy tucked away just for such an occasion but mm-hmm. it's it's more of a uh it's similar to playing strains and automobiles it was written by john hughes and it's uh ed o'neill is the boyfriend of a mother whose son is at this like private school and in order to help them bond together ed drives down to pick him up and they drive back I can't remember where the school is located, maybe in Georgia, and they're going back to Illinois, something like that. And so they they go on this trip and have these little encounters and adventures along the way to uh, getting back home for Thanksgiving. So that is a fun one. If you can find a copy, I found a VHS copy in a antique store. I still know where it is because they're wanting 20 bucks for it. It's very... I don't know if it's a rare tape or just because it's out of print and they don't put it on streaming for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with the rights. Hmm. It's a kind of a coveted tape. The other movie tradition for the longest time I remember watching on Thanksgiving day on WPIX was babes in Toyland with Laurel and Hardy. And there's nothing really Thanksgiving about the movie. I'm not sure how that tradition all started. I probably should have looked it up by now, but they always showed it on Thanksgiving Day. And I had a VHS copy along the way and would try to watch it every Thanksgiving when I was out of town uh, at college and and stuff, even in the uh, earlier 2000s. I can't remember what what happened to the tape. And I finally got another copy and I got a DVD eventually over the years. So I do try to pop that in Thanksgiving day and watch it just for the nostalgia of it. But yeah, nothing really to do with Thanksgiving. It's just one of those quirky things that WPIX did every year. And I know stations over the years, like, uh, like maybe TBS or TNT would play the wizard of Oz on Thanksgiving. I know that was a big tradition for a while. So there's movies like that that are quote unquote holiday movies that aren't necessarily about the holidays. Right. That just have with scheduling and making it a big event, you know, when people are at home on on holiday and 
know that uh, a lot of people will tune in. They'll get those big movies like Wizard of Oz on the air. So, yeah, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else you want to throw in about Thanksgiving. No, I can't immediately think of anything. But this has been an awesome discussion about Thanksgiving. And I'm sure many of our listeners have their traditions, uh, their favorites. And we really invite you to share it with us. Yeah, we are thankful for you guys listening to the show Very thankful. Uh, throughout the years. And you know, as we're continuing here, we hope you'll interact with us. Tell us your Thanksgiving traditions. Is there a particular special or movie or something you remember watching about the Thanksgiving or maybe just on Thanksgiving Day each year? Do you start the, the Christmas stuff on Thanksgiving? I typically wait until the Friday, Black Friday, before I start getting out all the Christmas movies and things. But uh, we'd love it here this week, and you can hear all about it in our outro here. But, yeah, this was fun, man. I enjoyed it, and maybe we'll have to do something uh, Christmassy coming up. How about that? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> We've got plans, so hopefully those yes, will do. come uh, into uh, fruition here before too long. But... Hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. If you're traveling, be safe out there and uh, eat lots of turkey. That's right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Memory Jogger. If we jogged a few of your memories, we'd love to hear about it this week. Visit the show notes for our Tell Me voicemail link and record your thoughts on today's topic or any others from our archive. We'll be sure to play it back on a future episode and give our reaction. You can also post your comments to our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com, which is the home base for Memory Jogger and more 80s nostalgia. You can also find us on Twitter. Jason is at RD80s and I am at InfamousWB. And if you enjoy listening to the show, leave us a star rating or review in your podcast app of choice. Or better yet, share this episode on social media. Join us again next time as we challenge our brains on another episode of Memory Jogger.